Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I tell everybody every week, it's time to stop reading your, your stories and their stories. Write your own story. Because you got to write it down. Because you're just reading something and it's your story and it's not really your story because it's, it's an example of something that you want to be. It's time to write your own story. And always leave with your gifts. That's your passion. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My next guest is all about that. Watch it, living the dream, watching him grow. And I was so excited when, when they first booked him on the show, on this new show, Flashbush, Flatbush Misdemeanor, that's airing on Showtime. I said, no, 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 no. I got to see the episode before I interview him. Lord have mercy. I'm glad I wait. I'm glad I pushed for it before he is breaking out funny. But see, here's the cool thing because I got to give his credit because I just want to give him some love before we get started because his name is Hassan Johnson. Hassan has been seen in many roles from The Wire, Brooklyn Finest. Now, hear what I'm saying that. That has nothing to do with funny, them two roles. That has nothing to do with being a comedian. He recently wrapped a recurring role in the hit ABC drama For Life. No comedy there. Okay, just setting you up for what are we going with this journey with Hassan. But he's recently seen in a comedic chops, okay, Tracy Morgan in The Last OG. You might have saw him in Top 5, okay? Now he's in this new show, Flatbush Misdemeanor, which premieres May 23rd at 10.30 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time and Pacific on Showtime. You know, his character is Drew, a bold, direct man who's extremely protective of his loved one, in particular his niece. His demands come in conflict with his livelihood of both Kevin and my man Dan. Them two brothers, they're the lead character. They wrote it, they directed, they executive produced the whole series. Are fantastic. Please welcome to Money Make Conversation for the first time. The very funny, I'm going to say to y'all, the very funny and talented Hassan Johnson. How you doing, Hassan? <laughs> oh, man, they, what an introduction. Thank you, Rashawn. I'm glad they definitely showed you the episode first. <laughs> oh, man, you, this beautiful, That's man. bonus. Well, you know, the bonus is... Because, you know, I wanted to book you soon. I said, oh, it's my boy. And I went, hold on, he got a new show? Because, you know, because I, 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 I hate coming on there talking about something I don't know nothing about. And that, then, I know. It'd be just a lot of air, hot air getting blown around. I understand. Yeah, and then I also, I respect what y'all do. They don't want me coming on the show just revealing the pilot and nobody, nobody watches. Well, I'm going to tell y'all this. Right. We're going to talk in, like, you know, in evergreen terms, generic terms about the pilot. But the pilot is hysterical. And this oh, boy man. right here, this boy right here I'm talking to right here is, uh, he he played, he stays in that little genre, little thug, little thuggish, mm -hmm. you know. But boy, he funny, man. Talk about, man, let's talk about the series. And then we're going to go back to when I first encountered you on The Wire. And it's been a journey, man, a long journey of excellent opportunities. But you can get, like it says, stereotyped into certain right. roles. And we're going to talk about you coming out of that. And, and just being a, a, just super funny. And I'm hoping this is the character that you're doing that becomes a hit series so you can really, really show people your range. Talk about Flashbush mm -hmm. Misdemeanor and your character, Drew. Well, see, Drew, Uncle Drew, as you'll get to know, he is the uh, uncle to, to the, the little girl, Zayna. Not so little girl, Zayna, on the show because she packed a mean punch, boy. <laughs> so anyway, Uncle Drew brings, I like to say this, balance to an array of this like dysfunctional characters, right? Because then 
while he's so overprotective of Zayna, he's this tough guy, this quintessential tough guy, mean guy. He he, there's a fairness in him yes. that that we're gonna explore. That you know what I'm saying. And, and, and he encounters Kevin and Dan, and they start to appreciate the fairness that is who Uncle Drew is. But he brings this this balance to this dysfunction, and then therein lies his own dysfunction because he's so overprotective of Zayna, and he's about his education as you'll get to discover why. Well, you know, the beauty of the characters is written by uh, Kevin and Dan, uh, the executive mm-hmm. producer. You know, it really, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's shot a certain way. The comedy is real. You know, if you, they, they, they say street language. They say the N-word. You know, they right. they, they, they go there with the, with, the, with the regular vernacular, you know, sagging <laughs> pants. All, it's the look of the streets. And it's enjoyable because of the fact that I was not offended by anything I saw. I felt it was some of the things were very relatable. But then the characters, you love the characters and you engage by the realness of it. Now, your character's real. Now, let's talk about, you know, that, that character, Drew, Uncle Drew. Now, I it was it's a scene and it kind of reminded me in Training Day. You know, it's a little, it's okay. a training day moment. Remember when uh, he was about to do homeboy bad in in the, in the bathtub, and then it came around and found out he he saved my niece. That was a training now, day moment. You know, see, you a good one, Rashawn. See, I'm really glad they let you watch it because in the moment in time and on the day of. I'm not even understanding or putting a correlation with that scene with that. Cause that's exactly what that was. That was training day. But guess what? I wasn't mad at it because I was like, we're doing a comedy here. Right. And it was a funny. So, and it wasn't such an a parody where you like, you just understood, like, you know what? That's the same. You saw the parallel or the, the, right. the mirror of right. it, what was right. going because, on. Because believe me, it wasn't funny. It wasn't even close to being funny in training day. But here, right. here it was <laughs> funny. I was. I was falling out of my chair. I was going, this boy a fool. This is ignorant. <laughs> then your then your other boy, all he do is play video games. And then your oh, other blue, boy, right? Yeah, blue, right? Blue, he a nut. Blue a nut. <laughs> and then your other boy, he just opened the door, let anybody in. You know, so, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you got your niece in there. She popping boomerang photos on her, and you get the the thing about it, man, is that this is just that setting because. Kevin is a delivery man, and right. Dan is a school teacher, if you want to call it. Because Kevin ain't really a good delivery man, and Dan is not really a good school teacher. <laughs> he ain't neither <laughs> one of them, right? <laughs> and so, and so that's what. Uh, so we have been laughing about this series. It premieres on Showtime. It's called Flatbush Misdemeanor. Stars my man. I would say stars my man, Hassan Johnson, because he's a pivotal character. Because he's a community character. He's in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He's that guy that you know. If he walks by you, by you, you know, you probably clutch your bag. If you if he goes by your car door, you probably push press lock on your door. You know, you, you go in the store, you might see him and, and back back out the door. You know, but. The, <laughs> Uh, all those things, because you got that look, man. But in the end, you have a heart. Right. And so when you That's get the this- main thing. He has a heart. Like I said, there's a level of fairness that comes with Uncle Drew. You, what you see is what you get. He, you know, he wears heart on his sleeve. You're not gonna get no BS. He ain't gonna sugarcoat and water nothing down for you. And that's what you could appreciate. And that's what you'll see. The characters, Dan and Kevin. They start to appreciate that, I think, about Drew more than anything. Because everything and everywhere else is so iffy and wish-washy 
and their surroundings, they're so uncertain. They're these uncertain characters that they could appreciate that Drew is so, you know, just adamant. Well, I think I think let's 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 be real about that character because good writing has a way of telling a person's role. And your there role you is go. about rules. You know, it's like we all have rules. You know, like I said, somebody the, the speed limit might be 35 miles an hour, you drive 40, but it's 35 miles an hour. And that's you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you make a mistake, you hold people accountable for that mistake based on Drew, Uncle Drew's rules. You know what I'm saying? If you respect the rules, you're going to walk out of the house alive. You yeah. respect the rule. You might walk out of the house, you're kind of alive, but you're going to remember you broke that rule, right? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be a learning lesson. <laughs> and uh, that's what I love about it. So, But then again, we talked a little bit off air before we got on air because... You get stereotyped. You know, people people see your photo. Oh, he going to play a thug. Oh, he going to play a criminal. Oh, he can play this. And, you know, and I first fell in love with your acting, man, way back on The Wire, which was a phenomenal. When you look at all the people, man, that were cast in that series, all y'all working. All y'all doing big things, man. Through the grace of God. That's right, though. You know what I'm saying? So so you say, why was that series so brilliant? The, the cast. You now you get to understand why now. See, because that's the thing, Rashawn. When we were shooting the wire, we don't know we're making history. Yes. Not, mm-hmm. not, 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 not you. I swear to God, any one of us tell you that we knew that show was gonna be a hit. We be talking about it double the time later than it was on. Right. You couldn't have paid no, no one. I'd say they'd be lying if they said that they knew that. We didn't know. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It, we, it was the writing, that cast. Now you start to understand as everyone's careers blossomed and came into fruition that no wonder that that was such a great show. Oh, absolutely. Your character was Wee Bay, Wee Bay, Wee Bay. Wee Bay, yeah. That's right. See, hey, hey, see, still in my mind. See, two characters stayed in my mind. You know, String of Bell. And we bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. All right. Strings and go string. He was a tough one. Oh, but when he got killed, I was hurt. I said, oh, my God. I know, though. He, I know. He uh, went out like a G. Oh, my God. So but when you look at that, that, that was your, that was a really your first really um, a consistent acting role. You know, yes, like for sure. Like, yes, that was my first recurring role on the television show, for sure. Everything else before that was either a one-off in the film, mm-hmm. you know, like a co-star role, right. mm-hmm. or a, 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 a co-star uh, episodic. Right. So let's let's talk about that when you when you get that opportunity, and you finally because you work hard for these opportunities, and then you That's finally right. get yes. that regular check, and you know, like and and so you're around all these talented people because all you guys were young stars at the time, young young up and comers. I'm gonna say. That that word, up in Congress, because mm-hmm. we, we can turn any streaming network, any movie, any network television show, and one of you guys are on it. One, mm-hmm. On it, you know what I'm saying? And some of them, two or three of y'all in the same series. Yeah, and, yeah let's not play with it. I mean, I done popped up in a few shows or, you know, movies with my fellow castmates from the show. Yeah, we don't go on skate now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, what were your thoughts, man, when you when you when you was brought on the wire? Was it just a paycheck, or was it just, hey, man, finally, I finally see my craft being appreciated, my skills being appreciated? Talk to us about that. I, I think it was a mixture of both, but overall and ultimately, it was my 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 craft being appreciated because I remember auditioning, right? Auditioning for the wire was pre nine eleven. Then we shot post nine eleven. So you got to understand that a lot goes on in between the time that it was. First, very introduced to me, and then it came into reality, right? Because right. mm-hmm. the world stopped. 
Mm-hmm. The world stopped in between that time and then resumed again. And I had to come back with that energy. Right. So when I got the call back, I'm like, the why? I almost didn't even remember what it was, Rashawn. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that show. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. I, I got, got back in focus. Mm-hmm. I went out there to Alexa Fogel's office. I auditioned. I remember now in the middle of the audition, I'm doing my thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the creator, it was David Simon in there. And then it was Clark Johnson, who was one of the director for the pilot and a few of the first season episodes, you know, from Homicide, Life on the Street. Mm-hmm. Clark Johnson, OG, big up the Clark Johnson. One of them leaned over to the other one in the audition, Rashawn, and said, We bay. So that's when the, that was my first inclination of something like tangible. Right, right, because right, I'm auditioning right. for D'Angelo, by right. the way. Right. <laughs> I'm a, so I don't know if anybody could even imagine that because Larry Gilliard did such a phenomenal job mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. That who could imagine me playing D'Angelo or him doing, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That type of nuance. Mm-hmm. So when they said that, I kind of lost my beat for a minute, but then I got back on. I finished up, but that lingered on with me for some reason until I got that call from my agent that I booked it. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this Weebay character? And then even then, I still didn't know because they said, oh, Weebay here, yeah, he'll be around for two or three episodes. And you already know the rest. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's, let's talk about you, man. Because really, you know, bringing you on the show, man, because a lot of times, you know, uh, you do interviews, they don't give a chance to tell your story, get to tell the journey. And this is about right. one of the conversations about that journey. Because so many people need to hear that, you know, like I said, you, you took something that was short and then you turned it into a career. And that's really what mm-hmm. is happening because you were, you know, it's like, it's like a good, like, the, let's go and say the Chicago Bulls. If you made mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls, guess what? You're a champion, all right? You, when we look at it back now, we didn't realize, you know, the last dance showed us the greatness of the Chicago Bulls run. Now, when we look back at the why, we go, wow. Look at all those people who came out of the wire. So really, when you look at Hassan, you were being pushed by the best every day. Talk to us about that, 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 that surrounding. Talk about the, 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 the rehearsals. Talk about the, the, you know, being pushed and being mentored as well to be your best during that time. I mean, Rashawn, one of the greatest experiences of my life. We talking about Wendell Pierce, Sonia Son, Lance Reddick, Clark Peters. I mean, it, it keeps going. Joe, John Doman, uh, uh, Andre Royal, Michael K. Williams. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just, it goes down the rabbit hole so crazy. And then whether you knew who those people were or not, by the end of the day's rap, you knew who they was. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Michael you, K. You, Williams, you, come on now. Whoa, whoa. If you didn't know, now you know. And so that's when I knew I was being brought up with the best. And I said, oh, okay, th- this is this is turning into something. Now I can see where this is really going. Now I have a career now. Because, yeah, that uncertainty with, you know, being rejected. I mean, I'm in a line of work where I get rejected for a living. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand what that feel like. You go home after these auditions and... You're not the 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 the, uh, the best man, right? 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 And and, and because you know that that that's that's what it really is because rejection is so high in Hollywood. You know, just just imagine just going on auditions, 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 just then going job interviews, job interviews, job interviews, and then they just telling you you're not the one based on your and look. You're not the one, and you know you are, but right. they you got to eat that. You have to accept that. Dig down, regroup, revamp. 
and say, I'm going to come out and do better. Like, listen, for instance, I'm going to tell you this is what happened for me. This is how I learned to cope with this rejection. Mm-hmm. I figured it like this. The more auditions you go on, the better your chances you booking something, right? Right. So as long as you're going on auditions, you're working, you're sharpening your blade, you're getting better. Trust me, right? It's, and, then, and then it's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. But then when you don't get the job, I mean, you know, there's no gratification and you're like, what's so fun about that? But what is what I did for myself? I built a system up that for every 10 auditions, I'm going to get one. That want that 10% ratio out of 10, I'm going to get one. I was able to live and come to grips and terms with that. And it was happening right. every eight, every six, and then lower, lower, lower. Every other audition, I'll book a role. And then that's when you start to, you know, elevate in your mind. And then you start to believe in yourself because it's yeah. a belief system you got. You have to have to keep going. Wow. So how did you get into acting? Let's get that out. Let's hear the fans hear about that. How did, how did Hassan Johnson get into acting? Oh, man. All praise due to uh, Spike Lee, our Lord and Savior, Spike Lee. <laughs> I love you. He had an open call for a movie called Clockers. Mm-hmm. And a girl at school dared me to go to the open audition because I was just this, like, boisterous young boy. I, I played ball. I played football. I thought I was going to be a baller. Mm-hmm. They, and I was pretty smart. You know, I was in the, the academic classes, like the student athlete and whatnot. And everybody tried to get me to be more proactive with the academic stuff. You know, the glee club, the African culture club, the math club. I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to play ball. And, you know, that's it. So she did me because I always said I wanted to be on television. Oh, well, why don't you go to this Spike Lee audition, Mr. I want to be on TV? And (laughs) dared me in front of like the whole lunchroom, right? I'm holding court at lunch, doing what I do. And she dared me in front. So I did one of those. All right, who going with me? And then everybody did one of these hits. Don't ask me. And I went. It was like a dare. I went. I, I got up that Saturday. It was poured down raining. It was in Harlem at a school. He had it at a public school in Harlem. I went up there, Rashawn. And the rest is history. I went to one audition, turned into seven callbacks. And I and I got a principal role in Spike Lee film. $30 million budget out the gate. Love it. Love it. Now, now we're making the transition. Top five. You know, that, that, I think top five was the first time I, I saw you in funny scenarios. You know what I'm saying? But you still. Yeah, that, 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 yeah I'll, I'll say that was the first. You know what I'm saying? It might be something we're missing before that, but let's just say, yeah, yeah we'll go yeah. with that. Let's go with that. You know, I'm, I'm, this is Rashawn's career path for Hassan. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm tracking you. I'm tracking, you know? So top five. Top five was, was the one for me. This started looking at you. Because I always like, you know, I've been fortunate in Hollywood to cast a lot of people. You know, see African American talent get pigeonholed, and when I saw you in top five, but you were still being yourself, but the but the spin on your words the, the, were, were funny. I said, this guy's funny. So talk about that experience, and then we're gonna go to the last OG with Tracy and Tiffany Haddish, where you really started showing your comedy chops. Talk about right, that. and 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 top five birthed me even being able to have an opportunity and a shot to get on Last OG with Tracy and Tiffany, which was a blessing as well. But it all started with, you know, me telling my uh, my manager, Adam, Adam Robinson, like, you know, I, I got to get out of this, this pigeonhole that's seemingly a pigeonhole. It's not quite one, because Adam used to always say, Hassan, come on now, if you do something good, that's what they call you for. You're great at what you do. That's not your fault. 
you can't beat yourself down about that. So if it's time to be the, the thug and this, you know, depending on what's going on and what the criteria is, then go out and be the best damn thug you can be. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I say, all right, until we get to that bridge and we can cross that bridge into the lighter hearted funny stuff that's what we're gonna do so what happens is when top five comes along it's this character that's kind of just played meant to play be played straight mm-hmm. and and in and, and a world of all these comedians and funny people naturally funny people because you know when jay farrell talk he's just funny mm-hmm. but sherry shepherd talks she's just funny <laughs> when tracy talk that just funny right you know chris when they talk, they're just funny. Their tonality, their diction, right. delivery is just funny. So they ain't <laughs> got to do much because they're established. We know that. But then here I go. So I'm not going to go above and beyond either. My best my best bet is to stay in my lane and go straight. Right. And that's what I did because I was fortunate enough to get, I was privy to some info and their casting process that said, we ain't going to say no names. Right. But it was a couple dudes came through here, a few heavy hitters. He just wasn't giving it up like you was doing it. We just gonna leave it at that. Right, right, and, right. And it, it was understood. Don't gotta be explained. Right, absolutely. And that's what we're talking about. I'll tell you a couple things about your manager. Your manager is right, and you are right. Because if you don't fight for change, Hassan, then people will settle for what you get. And by yes. you fighting, you know, let's talk. This is what we're talking to anybody who's watching the show or listening to the show. Your brand, because you have a brand. And you fought for, you know, I'm I'm not satisfied. It's like, you know, it's like just because you have a nice house, why can't you ask for a bigger house or a better car or more groceries in the refrigerator? People look, well, you got food in the refrigerator. I want more. And that's all I you want more, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm not content. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so that push enabled this conversation we're having right now. Because when you got on to the last OG, and like I said, man, you know, I really went, he funny, man. And, but I'm going to just tell you about your funny, Hassan. You know, like you said, you mentioned, you know, Sherry Shepard, Tracy, Jay Farrell. You mentioned, of course, Chris Rock. They have built a, a legacy. It's like, I always tell people, right. stand-up comedy is just like math. If you know what two plus two equals four, then you know how to get there. Your style of comedy is that you're just natural. But you don't even understand you funny. And I think that's... There a, you go. You know what I'm saying? That's the gift. Because all those people yeah. have walked on stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people and made them laugh. And so you are just one of those guys who just naturally funny. If you get around your family, you crack them up. I don't give a who. You, your family go, here you come. You, but see, what, what a comedian has done, he's taken his funny from in front of his family to strangers. The strangers, yes. And so because you've not done that, it questions your ability. But brother, in the last OG, that stepped you up. And then you went back to life for life on ABC. Mm-hmm. Nice check. Wasn't supposed to be funny. You were supposed to be who you were supposed to be incarcerated. Then in the back of your mind, you've set these templates. Templates yeah. of, of being able to do something more than just be a stereotypical black thug. Then right. Flatbush misdemeanor comes along. Tell us about that whole process. I know we talked about it earlier, but I got to close the show because, brother, I can't wait, I can't wait to episode no, two, three, four. No, all right, so th- this is what it is, Rashawn. This, like you said earlier, this is the the, the the most 
tangible opportunity to really show my range. Because you're going to see, I mean, you talking about the first episode, you got eight, nine more to go. <laughs> you got eight, nine more to I go. I love it. I and love they, it. And they let me go, man. I'm telling you, Kevin and Dan, man, they're two of the greatest guys around right now. That they, they, they are soon to leave a deep footprint in this game. I'm telling you with this one. And it's all there for you. And they, and they really let me Go. They just let me go. Like how they tell a boxer, let your hands right, go. Right, 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 right. That that's the that's the best analogy with this character I could come up with. You guys are gonna be in for it's a roller coaster. It's so much emotion. Cause you sit here, you talking about this this comedic stuff, this funny stuff, but then you're gonna be so emotional, you're gonna be stressed out a little bit. Right. Well, you know, the thing about it, but in a in a good way, because right, Kevin's life is way. stressed. It's stress because, and he's relatable. Here's a guy, yep. they, they, their lives are not moving forward, y'all. I'm going to just be honest with you. Their lives are at a standstill. They got jobs. They don't have career opportunities. They don't even see the career in the opportunity. All they right. are trying to do is get by. And I think we know a lot of people who are just trying to get by. That's why their characters are relatable. But what happens is when they try to move ahead, then they start making mistakes. And that's then, when they run. Bro, the mistakes start to come in. That yeah. makes you so, it humanizes everything. Because the way, and I can, I can say this, the way Kevin encounters Uncle Drew as a delivery. And when he comes into his place, he makes a mistake. The consequences of that mistake drives the first episode and the long-term relationship. Am I right? Yes, it does. That's <laughs> it. That one mistake. And you know, I always say, Rashawn, in real life, I always tell people, you can't be upset about what is and what's not at the moment in time because what you have to realize is every decision you made yes. from out the womb to this day right now in, in May of 2021, is that every direct decision led you to where you are, whether you're currently happy, sad, whatever the case is, right, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Every decision you made led you up to right now. And guess what? It's a beautiful right now. He's the it star. Is. I'm telling you something, man. The blessing in this interview, man, was that I, I, I'm always been a fan, Hassan. I've always been a Thank fan. Thank you, my brother. And then, and then going to Showtime, say I want to interview my boy, but I gotta see the pilot. I saw the <laughs> pilot, man. I am recommending. I, I I'm mad because it, it, it's several weeks away before it premieres. So I know. Listen, but you made my whole month, the rest of my year, Rashawn, because you know we we don't know what we in for. So you telling me is rest assurance. That we doing something right. Uh, I'm telling you, Hassan. I, I, you know, I ain't got time to be lying to you, okay, brother. Yo, I'm just saying like that. It's funny, okay. Thank you are you. straight funny man, and you and you delivering on a high level of opportunity because you're a regular guy, man. Started out on a dare, but you saw it through, and that's what people understand is that is that whether you see it through. You know, if people tell you or, or challenge you, then don't 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 cower down to the challenge. See it through and see what the opportunity bears itself. And that's what showing you showing up is half the battle. Right, gotta show up. But my man, I want to thank you for coming on Money Make Conversation, Hassan. You know, thanks again. for having me, Rashawn. We gonna catch back up I, I halfway man. through the season or something. We I doing recaps? You know, I gotta come back to you. Flatfish Misdemeanor premieres May twenty third, ten thirty Eastern Pacific Time on Showtime. My man Hassan Johnson plays Uncle Drew. Again, there's no character like it on TV right now. He's gonna change the game, and they do what I think. 
That's an Emmy. That's an Emmy winning character you got oh, there. I'm brother. not even going. See, Dan, you took it. I'm not even going to say nothing. There That's you go. it. Talk to you later, brother. Don't say nothing else. Peace, bye, brother. Bye. Appreciate you. <laughs> if you want to hear more money making conversations, I'll see money making conversations. Please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.